Blessings of love and respect we offer to all in time, past, and present who have opened the doors of wisdom, reuniting all beings with their intrinsic purity. In this way, I do most deeply vow to train myself. The repetition of this rosary ever expands the awakening of faith in the three jewels. Bodhi, Dharma, and Sangha. Bodhi, Saranam, Gachachami. Dityampi, Sakyampi, Sabha. I turn to the perfect nature of truth for guidance. Again and again may it be so. Dharma, Saranam, Gachachami. Dityampi, Sakyampi, Sabha. I turn to the teachings for guidance. Again and yet again, may it be so. Sarayam Sarayam Gachachami Dutyampi Tatyampi Sava I turn to the holy order for guidance. Again and yet again, may it be so. And in this way, I do most deeply vow to train myself. Dukkha, the noble truth of suffering. Dukkha, Samadaya, the noble truth of the origin of suffering. Dukkha, Nirodha, the noble truth of the extinction of suffering. Dukkha, Nirodha, Garmini, Hatipada, the noble truth of the path that leads to the extinction of suffering. So long as these four noble truths are not understood, we shall wander in sorrow and ignorance. And in this way, I do most deeply vow to train myself. All formations are transient and ancient. All formations are subject to suffering. Dukkha. All things are without self and without self. 
in this way, I do most deeply vow to train myself. Namo Prajna Paramita Hiradaya, homage to the wisdom in the heart. Form is not different from emptiness. Emptiness is not different from form. This is the teaching of our spiritual ancestors, Gautama Buddha, and all the great teachers who have transmitted the Dharma to this holy day. Blessed is the knowledge of emptiness. Homage to the devotees of this and all paths of self-purification. May all find simplicity, the joyous and practical guide. The Dharma, being the contents of enlightenment, in which there is no bondage and no suffering, ours freedom from the hankers of ignorance and fear. In this way, I do most deeply vow to train myself. Sangha is the holy order of spiritual ancestors, monks, priests, and all those who follow and practice this path. Homage to the Sangha, homage to all who are approaching this holy path. Homage to all who follow and establish this holy path. In this way, I do most deeply vow to train myself. By compassion and comprehension that dissipates delusion. By compassionate aspiration that harms no one. By compassionate speech that makes for clarity. By compassionate self-discipline that brings no regret. By compassionate livelihood that brings no discredit. By compassionate endeavor that results in goodness. By compassionate mindfulness that proves this path. By compassionate awareness that leads to nirvana. In this way, I do most deeply vow to train myself. With this recitation, I do confirm my acceptance of these three pure precepts. The precept of restraint and religious observances. The precept of obedience to all good laws. The precept to benefit all sentient beings. In this way, I do most deeply vow to train myself. With this recitation, I do confirm my acceptance of these ten great prohibitive precepts. Not to lead a harmful life, nor to encourage others to do so. Not to take that which is not given. Not to commit or participate in unchaste conduct. Not to tell lies nor practice believing the fantasies of authority. Not to use intoxicating drinks or narcotics. Nor assist others to do so. 
not, not to publish other people's faults, not, not to extol oneself and slander others, not, not to be avaricious in the soul of the teachings, not, not to be angry, not, not to speak ill of this religion or any other. In, in this way, I do most deeply vow to train myself. In, in the practice of loving kindness, in, in the practice of pure attention, in, in the practice of ever-expanding faith, in, in the practice of constant devotion, in, in the practice of inquiry through correct Vayana. In, in this way, I do most deeply vow to train myself. Oh, happy blessed day. Oh, happy blessed place. Oh, happy blessed time. Oh, happy blessed path. Oh, happy blessed opportunity. In this way, I do most deeply vow to train myself. Here, here, in humble submission, in order to experience this most perfect now, I deeply vow and sacrifice all thoughts, all tensions, all pressures and desires. I am born of karma. I am heir to karma. I abide in karma and I am supported by karma. Whatever I do creates karma, and I shall surely experience this karma. The merit for all good acts I do freely offer to all beings. Dutyampi, Tatyampi, Sava. Again and yet again may it be so. Willingness is the name of the key to the gate of awakening. For even to awaken from deep sleep and face a new day, there must be the willingness to do it. Here in my hand is the opportunity, and the way is clear beyond the gate of thought and desire. There is no self and other, and the awareness of pure undisturbed consciousness slips into all consciousness.
We are here to end suffering. If ending suffering is more important than anything, we will end suffering. If ending suffering is not more important than anything, we will not end suffering. If I am suffering, it is because I am choosing something over ending suffering. We are not here to create and cling to beliefs. We are here to pay attention. We are here to use everything in our experience to see how we cause ourselves to suffer so we can drop that and end suffering. What shall we look at this morning? Scott. Having this experience this morning of uh, becoming aware of something that um, it seems like awareness was aware of, but I wasn't quite clued in yet. Uh-huh. It was like kind of on the periphery. And then it was like, oh, I, I had seen that before. I didn't, oh, and that. And it kind of felt like a bunch of leaves that were kind of like, on the ground for a while, and then underneath it was like a tarp or something, and somebody went, uh, and all the leaves are sort of like flying all over. Uh-huh. And um, so it kind of feels like that, like, whoa, I, I don't know how this goes together, or even really what this is, but it seems helpful or important. Uh-huh. So, um, so awareness had been aware of the leaves all along, but now something's happened where it's kind of thrown them all up, and it feels like the human or you are really getting to see it. Maybe not on how it's all together, but it feels really important. Mm-hmm. So, um, a couple of things. I've been reading the autobiography of Gandhi, and one of the things, one of the practices that he engaged in at some point in his spiritual journey was was celibacy in in marriage. And there was this reaction of like, what? <laughs> you can do that, like, yeah. and. Um, but the more I, so I've noticed a lot of resistance to that, mm-hmm. you know, because then the message is something about you have to give up. You're not even in marriage. Mm-hmm. You're in a monastery. You have to give up that life mm-hmm. completely. Mm-hmm. And just this, you know, to that. Um, so, but to stick with it and to keep reading, it was like, uh, it, 
got more and more clear it really didn't have much to do with sex itself, but the process of letting go of ego, mm-hmm. which really highlighted to me, and has been highlighted to me, how much ego has been a part of what I would call sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so seeing and really sticking with it and not letting that resistance deter you from looking at something that was there that you were reading. That's one process to just sort of acknowledge, right? And then that to see that in the, that there was this, uh, you know, letting go or renouncing or what did you, uh, just withhold, getting, not having sex during, in marriage is what he was doing. Yeah, celibacy. Celibacy in marriage, in marriage yeah. yeah. And so that there was a sense of, that it, initially that it was about sex, but reading further, it says it's really not about sex, it's about ego, letting mm-hmm. go ego. Mm-hmm. And that that shone a light on a belief that you had held that that it, it really wasn't about, it, it was about sex. And that, right, about know, the content. About the content. Essentially, yeah. that's how all this seems to turn out. So I was continuing on my Sunday, uh, ego lies and says and what the truth is. And, and sometimes, like this morning, it was like, it, it's... It, it's like uh, not a clear lie. It's like I didn't even know that message was there. Mm-hmm. So we haven't even got a chance to look at it. But the message essentially was... Um, so anyway, I started bringing what Gandhi was looking at into my life and and seeing how much uh, willingness there is to or indulgence to give to sexual fantasies, thoughts, mm-hmm. masturbation, sex over my entire life. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and how that continues to go on in the form that can happen here at a monastery. And looking at, like, well, what, what is that? What is that? And there's this thing about that keeps coming up in various contents around, I'm going to lose something. Yeah. There's gonna, I'm going to lose something that I have to have or it's important to have. Mm-hmm. So then it was like, oh, well, that's, let's talk about that. Yeah. Was kind of the what's true part. Yeah. So to differentiate even that that belief was there yeah. is really big. That there was there was all of this under all of this stuff around sex that if I I'm gonna lose something. Mm-hmm. And once you saw that, then there there was the willingness and the tools and the practice behind okay, let's explore that. Yeah. Which is steer that back. I mean what a miracle yeah. that that's available to yeah. us. You yeah. know, just to to see things that have been controlling our lives and to explore, have the space and the encouragement. I mean, just just that I had it, I could get up and I had a, an hour completely of no interruptions with this beautiful scenery and this beautiful hermitage and the willingness to do it is like, I mean, if I could pay money, I would pay all my money to do stuff like that. Yeah. Well, and just to reflect, I'm glad you threw in the willingness because, yeah, it's a miracle that this place exists and the time and the beauty and the space and all that. But it couldn't, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a way in which the person who's, who's willing to do this and wants to and would even spend all of his money to have this opportunity and we might say he's given his life to have this opportunity to see through all that, that's included in the miracle too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, I don't know this, but so in the what came out was just to highlight, oh, that there is this belief that I'll lose essentially if I don't continue to have the fantasies 
and the thoughts and, and the behaviors around sex that I'm going to lose something something I'm going to lose a, a big part of who I am yeah yeah and and that was just good to to see mm-hmm. like and it when I, it was said that way it was like part in quotes mm-hmm. you know you could really see that it's an identification um, mm-hmm. and yeah and so that happens a lot with the willingness to engage with ego I think is and I think of course it's projecting I think <laughs> that it's going to lose out big time if it can't maintain itself in these conversations with me about anything mm-hmm. about sex or whatever but it really highlighted how that is a big identity mm-hmm. and it's been around for a long time even before puberty mm-hmm. and I think like a lot of things it was a survival mechanism mm-hmm. it was a it was a way to escape it was a distraction from I think a profound sense of inadequacy and the self-hate that went with that mm-hmm. and it's like a lot of things it came about in that place mm-hmm. as quote assistance mm-hmm. and it has lived way beyond that need mm-hmm. but continues to maintain itself and I think continues to then maintain the inadequacy mm-hmm. through that process mm-hmm. yeah so if I'm tracking what you're saying about that <clears throat> it's that there's a and you put the quote part of you who feels like if I lose it, I'll lose a, I'll lose me, yeah. I'll lose who I am. And what you're seeing is that, or suspecting, it sounds like that that is a that is an ego identity that has been maintaining itself off of your life yeah. for most of your life, well yeah. beyond, well most before of puberty even, yeah. and that. If it was a kind of a helpful survival system, it has far outlived its usefulness mm-hmm. and and really is now only maintaining itself through your suffering by asserting that I'm go- and, and projecting onto you you're going to lose you're going to lose a big part of you if you if you give this up yeah. if you give up this indulging the conversation with whatever form with ego you're going to lose a big part of yourself yeah I mean it's the thing we come up against all the time it's like well who would I be without that yeah you know and it it produces such sensation and you know like I said before undercover belief that this is a necessary it's part of being a human being Mm -hmm. and I live in a place where I I, that's not going to happen with other people Mm -hmm. so I've got to you know think what's being uncovered I've got to maintain this somehow Mm -hmm. you know so we'll find if I have some indulgence and fantasy or whatever Mm -hmm. that's keeping this to quote together yeah and that kind of stuff keeping things together yeah there's something to keep together yeah boy that's so true that is such a good connection that 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 subtle little well, I've got to keep it together. That assumption. Well, yeah, okay, we've got to keep it together. You know, that it, it really implies in there that it, there is a someone to keep together or yeah. intact. When actually, what we're doing is we're dissolving that someone. You know, we're, we're yeah. transcending that very someone. Yeah, and I, you know, intellectually, it's like right, you know, letting go of someone and transcending them. But to me, it's like looking at well, what is it? Because if I could just drop the someone then I probably would have done that already. Sure. So what's the process of that? What is the payoff continuing to be in these conversations? Mm-hmm. And um, that's that belief that it's, it's, it's part of who I am. I'm going to lose out. Mm-hmm. And so then there's just, well, what do I need to see if that's actually true? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that process, I think the two-handed recording is really important because in a way there is like a grief process. You know, I don't know if there's actually a someone who's being lost, but 
it, it seems like there needs to be a way to move that energy through. Mm-hmm. Because if I could just go, oh yeah, that's a someone, and I'm not a someone, and you know, then yeah, yeah, then we'd be done. Yeah. So I think I'm like glad to do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like as you end up recording and what I was doing this morning, are ways to essentially cross quote agree a, a letting go process. Yeah. Yeah, and then the image that I liked that the mentor was coming up with is it's like um, there's like a puzzle, and this identity around quote sex is a piece of the puzzle, and there's all you know there's the athlete, there's the intellect, and there's all these pieces of the puzzle, and you put them on, you put, try to put the puzzle together, and that's Scott. Mm-hmm. Those are all the parts of him, and if you take a piece out, well, there's like this huge hole. Mm-hmm. You know, the pieces of the, he's not. He's not whole. Mm-hmm. But then you take a piece out and you actually look underneath and there's something underneath there. Oh, there's something underneath there? And then you take another piece and another piece and the image was there's this underneath this like beautiful landscape like some Ansel Adams, Yosemite, mm-hmm. beautiful. And at first you look at it and it's like, whoa, that's beautiful. And then you realize it's actually moving. There's a fluidity. I think a waterfall actually. Mm-hmm. You know, there's an aliveness. There's a unity. There's a something that the puzzle doesn't have. The puzzle has to fit together right, and if it doesn't fit together right, something's wrong, and mm-hmm. it takes a lot of effort, and if the, the pieces are rigid, and even if you get all the puzzle together, you can't do anything. If you try to move the puzzle, it's fragile, it'll break apart. Mm-hmm. And just, just to have that courage to keep going with that, mm-hmm. well, what if we just take that piece out, and then just see what happens? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe we, we get a glimpse of that, a little bit of that waterfall that's mm-hmm. happening right there. Mm-hmm. And just tolerate that, quote, anxiety and fear, you know, get that puzzle piece back in there. Mm-hmm. That's a powerful image. Yeah. Powerful image of keeping all those, quote, parts of Scott intact so that we know who Scott is, you know? Exactly. And daring to look underneath each one of those. Each one of those. However many, the, you know, the piece that's the athlete, or the piece that's the sex, or the piece that's the um, intellectual, or the piece that's whatever, you know, however many, however many we end up seeing, that's the portal through to the live beauty, dynamic life. Yeah, last thing, I like that word daring. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to put it right underneath the sign on my door that says nailed it. Because uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> there's an excitement in that daring, yeah, especially yeah. when we see that, I don't know if this is the right word, but that we have the power. Yeah. When we start looking yeah. at it, you know, whatever, becoming the hunter instead of the hunted. Yeah. Like daring. Ooh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it's such a. It's Rather such than surviving a, or something like yeah. that. Yeah. 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 It is such an adventurous energy yeah. that we can claim and mm-hmm. get into and experience. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Mm-hmm. Me too. <laughs> that conversation really resonated with me um, in a lot of ways, and I think, in particular, I feel like you know, sort of how my life has gone is I've really followed something deep underneath as I hit every sort of junction mm-hmm. and had to make a decision or whatever and um, for the most part I feel like I really listen to something um, bigger and you know that's wound up with me having a relatively unconventional life maybe not compared to the folks that live here <laughs> but you know relatively speaking and, and there's 
there's a, a way in which all of these messages that come in that, you know, you're supposed to have a family, you know, you're supposed to have a partner, you're supposed to have sex, you're supposed to have all these things. And when I don't think about them, I don't miss them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not an issue. I'm incredibly happy. I'm living a life that, you know, I think I'm meant to live. And and it's only when I turn my attention to those things that it's like, wait, am I, was I, am I not a whole person? Yeah. You know, that idea yeah. of like a whole person has a good sex life, a whole person has a family, a whole person has all this stuff. And yeah. it's like a whole person owns a home, like all these things. And, yeah, just really seeing that that trick, you yeah. know. Oh, and it's such a that is such a good point from a process perspective. It's just the classic suffering process, isn't it? And using the content, it it uses the content of well, this is what you're supposed to do. Look, everybody else does that. Yeah, yeah right. You know, but, yeah. but still, you know, everybody else has this meaningful sex life and wonderful partner and happy family and you know loves their home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> great home and they love having a home. <laughs> you know, it's not a money pit at all. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, and so it holds that up. And any time the attention goes there. There's the suffering. Yeah. 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 But when it's not there, as you say, you feel great. You love your life. Yeah. You've chosen this life. Yeah. 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 And I think that there's often with particular pieces of content, it's like there's a slow leak. Like it's still plugged in somewhere. Uh-huh. Even if even if I'm not like got all, even if I don't have hundred percent of my attention uh-huh. or it's not the thing I'm working on right now, quote yeah. unquote. Yeah. It's still like this you know, somewhere it's got a tentacle in there and uh, there's energy that leaks out that way. Well, and that, to me, that that's a really um, that's a really good awareness to keep, to, it's something good to have in our awareness because it can feel like, oh, no, I'm not suffering about that. Yeah. But to be aware that, well, no, I think there's still a slow leak going on somewhere. Yeah. And then we can just hold that and, wait and let the... Let the insights drop in of how that slowly gets happening, yeah. and see it on on deeper and deeper and more and more subtle levels. Yeah, I mean that's that's a pretty that's a pretty nice practice trajectory, you know, mm-hmm. to be going in that direction of more and more subtle uh, insights and nuances about how it's draining the energy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah and I think the way I've, st- I've started to suspect that it drains. In one of the ways, I suppose, is um, is just through habit. Mm-hmm. You know, that is, there's, um, you know, I've been studying the last couple of years the Feldenkrais method, which is all about the habits of movement, mm-hmm. and just looking at down to the subtle, subtle levels about the habit of how you clear your throat. You know, that's a movement, and mm-hmm. you do it the same way over and over again. Somehow you learned it early on, and it's effective, so you just do it. But um, I think that you know I'm starting to look at these other ways too that um, have it that sometimes at first feel safe, you know, like there's this sense of ritual or you know, hey, I do this every morning at this time, and then sometimes they're also a way that uh, stuff can hide in there and just um, not be seen because I don't I don't look I just do the habit uh-huh. you know, so that I'm not fully present I guess like the habit becomes maybe a means of uh, being able to kind of check out of the present moment a little bit. Oh, yeah. Okay, so let me see if I'm with you. So what you're seeing is that there's a a way that habits sort of indulge the checking out or somehow. There's somehow a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And that you can engage in these habits 
that and that may be one of the ways that it's getting the energy gets siphoned out because we sort of go unconscious and do something the way we've always done it without really paying attention, being present necessarily, and that in that movement in that process, it can it can. It's still there. It's still there. That can just got a little, you know, leak in the corner there, you know. Like, if you think of it around food, if if there's just a a plate I'm not, uh, it it would be easy for me to be like, no, I don't do that, or I have to have, you know, my oatmeal every morning or something like that. Then there's not, there's there's a way that the freedom is missing in that, Mm -hmm. again, to just be with what is being called for right now by the body, you know. Yeah, yeah, because anytime we're not present, anytime we're not present, there's, then that's when ego is can have access to us. No matter what, no matter what the content is, when we're not present. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Just take a look. Thank you. Yeah. Um, both conversations are terrifically helpful for what I've been looking at. Mm-hmm. Which I think from the first conversation, it's very similar in the process, and it's basically identities. Not not so specific, but just the conversation that's constantly going on, and looking at what identity does that support, or you know what each one, mm-hmm. and I could see where that could be a setup of just overwhelm, mm-hmm. and so I'm just trying to be. I've tried um, both before coming and while I've been here, just being with it. Just that that's what goes on. That's just what goes on. And my my job <laughs> is just to come back to the breath, just to be here, just to be here. But what I've also noticed in it is how much um, pleasure there can be in part of the thoughts that go on our design, our planning. And that there's a lot of um, creative pleasure in that. So what's interesting is it feels like conditioning... <laughs> It's sort of getting into the subtleties of it. Um, knowing conversation takes me off. I'm not in the moment. And yet, there are times to, not to be in conversation, but to focus on something, mm-hmm. whether it's design or um, planning or whatever it is, but it tends to take over. Mm-hmm. So it's, I guess what I've been looking at in the whole thing is the discipline. Um, it's almost like uh, a compassionate schedule. Mm-hmm. To set aside time for those things, or not to, so that nothing's denied. I guess that's the point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Knowing it can lead to suffering when it just I'm taken off, but um, how to include it in life too? Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot in what you what you said, and so it seems like the essence of it is looking at how to support yourself in staying present mm-hmm. and letting. Anything and everything that that is on offer be there, whether it's the planning or the creative or any any of that kind of stuff. It, there can be a space for it in your life, and you're also aware that it can also take over. You can be a way. It can be a way that in which you, uh, you know, kind of go off into a conversation. And so you're looking at a possibility of making some compassionate scheduling, yeah. so that so that there is that structure to support you. Yeah, yeah, what was dropping as you said that is oftentimes I um, envision it, Mara, you know, just dropping things in, just here, try this, take, come with me with this, 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 whatever it is. Uh-huh. And it's really helpful. Okay, back to the breath, uh-huh. back to the breath. Um, 
but I also know that those things are being chosen because there is pleasure in those things. Uh-huh. And, and so, you're just helping me see that I... It's differentiating when uh, when ego's in charge of what's being looked at uh-huh. and when there's conscious, compassionate looking. Yeah. yeah, so there's a distinction between when ego's in charge of what's being looked at and when there's conscious, compassionate looking. Yeah, like it's just dropping in, dropping in. You're with the breath, it's dropping in. That just sounds so obvious when you said your reflection of going, yeah. <laughs> um, we all know this. But, um, so I guess it does get to the scheduling, just more consciousness to when do I spend time on these things? Yeah. So that there isn't the need, there isn't the, um, it's not, I'm not so easily taken off. Uh-huh. Because there's been satisfaction when I've consciously looked or done or whatever it is. Uh-huh. And it isn't such a draw yeah. when I'm in meditation or anything else to just be taken off with it. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah I, if I, if I got that, followed that last thing, it, it was that when there's a place in your life for these things that are pleasurable, then you're maybe a little less susceptible to being drawn off in, you know, times other times when ego is saying, well, look at this, or look at that, or whatever. Is that sort of what you're saying? Yes, yes. And I guess it seems so critical, at least for my the experience I go to, of not feeling a place of deprived. No, you can't look yes. at that. You can't do that. Yeah. You can't. Um, I actually think it gets a little bit to the Gandhi reference, that it, we're not, this isn't a practice of deprivation. Right. This yeah. is a practice of consciousness. Yes. And, um, yeah. Yeah. That is such a good point. And, uh, and it kind of speaks to what you were talking it about. It doesn't matter the content. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter the content. We're not depriving ourselves of planning time or creative anything. Anything. Yeah. It's all about, it's all in service of, of not following ego, of following, of, of being one. Yeah, and that's what we do, when I do follow ego, of being wrong. Oh, I know. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, really helpful. Thank mm-hmm. you. That's helpful yeah. to clearly. Thank you. Um, yeah, such a great conversation. Um, so, I was also seeing in the conversations the that piece of that awareness is the guide. And that um, one image that just dropped in was, I heard there was an author recently I was listening to who was talking about wanting to lose weight. And the recognition that, um, guess what? It does work to comfort myself with food. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, I love food. And there's a reason, like, look around. You can see, like, there's, it obviously works. Or yeah. we would all look, I think the rest of us, we would all look like Angelina Jolie. <laughs> <laughs> And she was talking about how that freed up so much energy yeah. to start there. Yeah, I love, I love it. I love sitting on the couch and eating warm chocolate chip cookies. Mm-hmm. Just and <laughs> warm chocolate chip. And you know, from the largest spiritual perspective, like, is that comforting? No, like not from the big, big perspective of. I mean, what she talked about while Laura grew up is how horrible she felt inside her own body. You know, her joints hurt her, everything, right? Mm-hmm. So, but I, I can't start there. I can't start with an idea of 
you know, this stuff because it's actually isn't comfortable. And that because it's like, no, actually it is. Really, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just that sense of like, I mean, it's like, what just struck in was like, it's like parenting a little kid, you know, say, I mean, I, I should not use parenting. <laughs> I don't know why they dropped me for me. I'm sorry if I'm butchering them. But, but you know, that place of, um, you know, I want ice cream, I want ice cream, I want ice cream. No, you know, we can't have it because it's not time for ice cream, and basically you don't want it. And how is that going to help the kid? Like, mm-hmm. actually, I actually do want it, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. So can we start with acknowledging that I actually do want it, and it's delicious? And if you were honest, you would agree with me. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> because that's how it's about putting the cushion on the same side, on the same side, you know? Yeah. And it just feels like that's so... It's so crucial to start there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's so crucial because what doesn't work is, well, honey, ice cream isn't good for us. You know, we're going to have our vitamins and our fiber, <laughs> and then we're going to maybe, you know, maybe later. Yes, yeah, we. Because, yeah. <laughs> because, because what that does is it doesn't acknowledge what's actually so for that kid. Yeah. What's actually true. Oh, God. Okay. I just have the funniest memory. <laughs> I do not know where this parenting idea came from, but we were allowed to have sugar cereal once a year. (laughs) (laughs) We would stand in the aisle. (laughs) Just a thing. We're going to be cookie crisp. (laughs) I know. I was talking to someone who used to put a super sugar snack in their kid's stocking once a year. I mean, just to bring irony all the way around, I can actually put that on the favorite childhood memory. Yeah. So to say it was a mistake, maybe not. Yeah. You know, because yeah. that like Colored, super cute, super sugary. Kids are gonna love that. So don't make it. Yeah. You know. know. And then the parents have to say no. Like, don't make it. Why would you make it? I know the answer. But yeah, (laughs) yeah, we know the answer. And we're living in that. Yeah. We're we're living in that. Exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know. So so there's ego. Want ice cream? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and of course it doesn't care one fig about ice cream. It's just so perfect to go to us yeah. with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's so cruel. It's so cruel on, on so many levels. It's and so then cruel. we, as the parents of the, you know, of ourselves, and then we get the opportunity to get what that kid is going through. Exactly. Know what's happening, yes. what they're listening to, and yes. they don't have to be the, on the opposite side of that duality, yes, exactly. talking about how bad that is for them. Yeah. You get to be on their side exactly. and start there. Start there. Yeah. It's and stay there, there, actually. It's the only entry in. Yes. You know? Yeah. I, so I had this profound experience yesterday, and I've been having it all over the place all the time, where I just feel so incredibly well taken care of, mm-hmm. just all the time all the time. 
And I mean, we are, you know, in this community, we're outrageously well taken care of. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I've really been seeing is the thing that's given me access to feeling that level of care that's taking, that we receive here is that, I don't know how to, what the pronouns get me stuff, but I make those decisions on a moment-by-moment basis. So I do things like, um, that didn't used to be the case. Like, I actually told, I, I complete the thing that needs to be done. Mm-hmm. So the thing gets put away. I, you know, finish off the hum I, when that needs to happen, I do it. You know, when the sheets need to go on the bed, I do it before it's late and I'm ready to go to bed. You know, all of that. So that I go through my life where I remember a time where it was like a constant salvage operation. Like, oh, God, that, and that hasn't been done, and now all of these have, and now that, there's that, and it, and it just felt constantly like being behind and pushed and stressed and all of those things. And I mean, it took forever to see the mechanisms that were creating that. Mm-hmm. But I now walk through a life where I don't even, re- I mean, I do, but it feels like someone else did that for me. Mm-hmm. Like, that's being set up for me. Like, that's, like, I drink enough water because someone constantly has water in front of me to drink. Mm-hmm. You know, the, just that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And I've really been seeing the inner peace, world peace connection mm-hmm. because that makes me so love to participate in whatever is put in front of me. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, yesterday it was making, um, Creating hermitages, getting hermitages planned for a retreat. Yeah. And it was so much fun. Mm-hmm. And I just had everything to give to it because I'm well taken care of. Mm-hmm. I'm not being asked to do something that's not given to me. Yes. Yeah, yeah, because it could have been coming from a place of, well, now, you know, just like it's not good for you. Okay, now we got to do this. Exactly. Come on. And, and why aren't you grateful? And yeah. look how much you receive. Yeah. Like, What's your mama and why do you? Yeah. Yeah, so to start from the place of being extraordinarily well cared for and having learned and trained yourself over the years to see through the mechanisms that detract from that well being, that mm-hmm. sense of well being, and to reinforce the ones that, that support it. Yep. And so that you can receive it. So because it wouldn't do a not much, it wouldn't do much good if you were well cared for if you didn't know it. If you didn't receive Which it. Which I think happened for a hundred years. Yeah. Or yeah. lifetimes or whatever. Yeah. You know? And all the way back to the first few conversations we had where it's completely a work in progress. Mm-hmm. It feels like the process is the thing that's so deep. Mm-hmm. And that there are areas of content where it's like, yep, missed that shot. Mm-hmm. Missed it again. Yep, missed that one. Sure enough, missed that shot. Mm-hmm. But there, if there's a sense of humor about it, and a sense of it's part of the process, and that sense of um, I think we've referred to this many times over the years, but where Sherry was talking to someone on the radio show who was attempting to be present at work mm-hmm. and was having a lot of difficulty doing that, and but there was such clear intention with it, and Sherry said, "Well, it's a foregone conclusion yeah. that it's going to happen. It's inevitable. It's inevitable. Mm-hmm. It's inevitable." Yeah. And bringing that attitude of mind, uh, so I'm working on X content now. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know how that's going to unfold or when it's going to unfold, but it will. Yeah. yeah. It just will. It will. It is a foregone conclusion. It's a foregone conclusion. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's so much, uh, so much uh, reassurance and just confidence and whatever in that. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, the last piece that that just connected for me was 
that conversation about the slow leaks of yeah. this life or that life or this life feels completely related to me because what I've really been experiencing lately is the miracle of this life. Yeah. This life. Yeah. And that um, yeah, there's so much I could say about it. But but basically, um, it feels like in being cared for and loved so deeply in that way, I'm allowed to experience this is the life that's been given to me. Yeah. And it's just it's just what it is. It's not better or worse or mm-hmm. than anything else. It's just this is the life that's been given to me, yeah. and that almost that responsibility to um, how do I say it? The responsibility to kind of listen for and to receive it, yeah. and to you know, yeah, yeah, I mean, not do something that I'm supposed to or I should, or it makes me the right person, but just. Because this is the life that's been given to me. Just to receive this life. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of a peace quote that came through a while back, a long time, a long while back, but it's, um, I might have had that life, but I'm having this one. Yeah, yeah. yes, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And, and it seems like the biggest thank you to have it. Uh-huh, yes. That, that seems like the biggest thing. thank you is to actually have it. Mm-hmm. The life that I've been given. That it, yeah. Yeah. The care, back to receiving the well, care. being well cared for. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, that that's really uh, hooked me. That <laughs> last part of that conversation uh-huh. um, uh, about um, about willingness and uh, the person who's really cared for. Mm-hmm. Um, I deal a lot with. Um, uh, like someone who just doesn't want to get out of bed in the morning, mm-hmm. um, and the um, and I like and I'm seeing it. Maybe I could use maybe I could use this small child you know analogy to <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, see what's going on in this situation. Um, but uh, like you know I've done things like set up that the first thing that I do is is really easy and. And I like it, um, but still, that person's like, no, you know, like, you know, I am not giving up to do that, you know, like almost like this, um, just this giant resistance. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and I, and it just occurred to me to think to ask, like, is that, is that person well cared for? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, could could that be what's you know going on? Um, and I think uh, probably probably not. Like I think there are ways um, that she's not being cared for. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's so it's it's uh, bringing up within you how you struggle with this process of getting up in the morning, and it's. It's brought up the question, is that person who is just so determined and quite verbal, sounds like, about not getting up, is that, is that, is there some kind of a caring that could happen in that, in that place that's not happening? Mm-hmm. Is that what you're wondering? Is that, is that well cared for? That's um, well cared for. Right, like, well, like, what if it's what if the issue is that sh- that she's not being cared for in other ways or whatever you know and and so what are those 
you know, what are those things? Yeah. Um, is that the issue? If yeah. It's not cared for in some other way, then what would those ways be? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and another thing that, um, that happens for me a lot is I'm dealing with uh, physical issues, mm-hmm. um, like being in pain or um, losing, um, losing abilities because I have Parkinson's disease. Like things that I used to be able to do easily, I can't do them easily anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, uh, and so it's just been uh, um, the monastery has has you know just basically in less than a week that I've been here, it's like this mirror of you know everything else that's going on um, in my life and. Um, and for whatever reason, since I've been here, what's been up is a lot of physical pain, um, making it difficult for me to participate in things. Um, and um, and I've seen, like I've seen all my survival strategies and stuff happening, and um, uh, and how a um, uh, like a white knuckle approach. You know, I'm just gonna. Uh, hang on until this passes, you know, um, is not is not helpful. Like I got to see in in the kitchen how much um, the white knuckle um, approach like draws all this attention. Like all my attention is on is on me basically, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> right? And how can I move here? And how can I get through this? And um, uh, and I found myself in this situation, like coming to, like standing in exactly the wrong place, <laughs> you know, in terms of what was happening, yeah. and just being like deer in the headlights. <laughs> um, but it really was like waking up and seeing like, whoa, I am not here. You know, like, awful, isn't it? yeah, like yeah. this is not going to work. Yeah. Um, yes. But like maybe out in the world it might work in some kind of limited way, but yeah. but here it's like highlighted so quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. May I reflect some of that? Yeah. Because yeah, because yeah, it's 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 such an important process that you're underlining. Because what you said is that the monastery is holding up like a big mirror. And you can what you're seeing in that mirror is that okay there's a there's a survival strategy here when I'm not able to do the things that I used to do or whatever there's a white knuckle survive it get through it kind of approach mm-hmm. and that and that that really absorbs it takes all your attention creates a big me that that mm-hmm. that is there and you're seeing that that's not going to work here and it's not necessary. That, that, you know, it, um, I'm projecting this. You didn't say this. It's yeah. like it isolates you. Like you can't. You can't yeah. ask for help or you can't ask for support or you can't communicate because you're because it's taking all of your energy to just, okay, I've, I've got to survive. Exactly. And, and it's like that's where conditioning wants me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like so perfect. Um, like it's like it's not the ice cream, it's not the Parkinson's. It's, you know, it's just like Jodine is separate. Yes, Jodine is separate. Yeah, and she's scared and she's on her own and she's listening to the voices, listening to the story. Um, 
So, uh, so, so beautiful. The um, the guidance for visiting monks about communicating. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, okay, it feels like I'm combing my hair backwards. <laughs> I'm gonna let somebody know. And and the crazy thing is, the crazy thing, maybe maybe we should have a Parkinson's retreat or something because like it's really difficult for me to change my shoes. Uh-huh. And it's really difficult for me to write notes. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I'm just like, whoa. Oh, yeah. Wow, and to communicate that even, you know, because it really points right to the to the processes that are caused that are you're struggling with. Yeah. In the ways that, you know, that that are hard to do. Yeah. Yeah, well, anybody who sees the note gets it. Because <laughs> my writing's like really shaky. But, um, but anyhow, I'm like, I'm fine with all that. Um, but the, the really beautiful thing I noticed was um, that the first note that I wrote um, about it um, was not at all like conditioning said, like, oh, you can't do that. Um, I I just I forget exactly what it said, but it was like um, you know I'm really struggling what what's possible here, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and the um, and just like envisioning some relief mm-hmm. from the conversation and and the situation, just envisioning the relief was was like ninety percent of the relief. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, let me see if I'm with you because I, I think what you, what you just said is just envisioning the relief. And, and my, my that, uh, see if, you, if this is what you're meaning, communicating, getting outside that conversation enough to where you could actually ask for the support, which, you know, brings about the envisioning of the relief. That's 90% of it. Right, right. Just and not even like coming up with something. It was yeah. like I need support. Yes, I don't. I, I, not having the quote solution is a, is the last ten percent. Right, but right. the ninety percent is yeah. in just in the communicating, the getting out of that other way and yeah. into this other place. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, it's like the um, it's like the idea of like I choose um, unconditional love. Yeah. Um, it's like well. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> there you are. That's it. Um, yeah. That ninety um, percent is the is the unconditional love. being in that place is the unconditional love. Yeah. yeah. And um, the the final thing um, was that uh, um, a uh, I've I've been um, I've been at my job for like three and a half years with with a. Um, like an accommodation plan, mm-hmm. um, and very similar to what's going on here, mm-hmm. um, and um, and it's gotten to this point where um, it feels like either new accommodations are needed or I need to leave the job mm-hmm. because of the disability, um, and I think that you know looking at one way that I'm not maybe taking care of myself is that I wasn't really. I haven't really been um, thinking too seriously about leaving the job. Like, you know, there's this white knuckle approach in my life 
like so many things I need to hold on to this job, which is not, um, you know, which is not really a centered perspective at all. It's not really open to all possibilities because yeah. you're clinging or holding white knuckled onto, you yeah. got to hang on to the job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I get the, <laughs> get the, um, the <clears throat> my life in a nutshell wow. um, yeah. <laughs> experience in, in six days. And <laughs> <laughs> it's so kind that way, isn't it? That you, that you got yourself here into a place that could open up and give you a, just a ton of insights into your life. That I was not seeing. I was just yeah. like, hoo, 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 hoo. Yeah. Um, and, and actually, I'll leave with one thing that I, I think about for whatever reason is Jodine's cherry pie view of life, uh-huh. um, <laughs> which is like, um, uh, you know, there's this huge pie, and it represents to me every, like every possible human experience. Uh-huh. All of life uh-huh. is in there. And like my life is is a slice of that pie, uh-huh. right? And and kind of where some suffering is over is um, you know it seems like the the slice is getting smaller because I'm told like my life is getting smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, but I this is definitely not true. Um, and and then also I think about like. Um, would I really want to eat the whole thing? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good point. <laughs> I think I'm okay with this life that I have. You know? I think my life is just fine. This is perfectly adequate. It's sufficient. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And as long as we don't believe the lie that you're going, you're losing your life. You're losing it. You're losing it. As long as we don't believe that, mm-hmm. then we don't need to eat the whole pie. Mm-hmm. I'm perfectly satisfied, perfectly content. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Thank you. Thank you. Brian, I think that's why you're here. Um, yeah, yeah. So this is the best. I have so much. This every single sharing has just heard so much. I know. So much no self. Like, I don't need to share anything. Uh-huh. Because it's already... The experience is... You know, the experience, we're in this together. It's uh-huh. so gratifying. Yeah. That I you know, the physical reminder that we're all here together. Yeah. And the whole, the whole thing. Yeah. Um, what really jumped up for me out of all this is that Sherry last week or sometimes said, you know, again, conditioning is not about you, Brian. Mm-hmm. Your, your, your suffering is not about you. It can seem like it. Mm-hmm. It's like it's sort of like the Google ads that come up on that. Like they're sort of about what I've done, uh-huh. <laughs> but they're about something else completely. They're not about. They're not. They're not that they're making yeah. different, better, healthier, richer, yeah. smarter. You know. I don't even know you. No. <laughs> no it's not about. Not about yeah. And, and sort of seeing that has been really comforting and reassuring this week, and, and just like seeing that uh, that uh, that image of the puzzle as life as I try to make a static thing over this rich, fluid, transient life. Yeah. Like why? Why is that? Oh, go with what it says. Unless you run this is you and this is you there's something special about you that's here. What's actually happening is you hold it all together and then yeah, so there's these tentacles underneath sucking <laughs> the rest of the energy out of the vibrancy. Uh-huh. And being taken away someplace. There's a little you know little 
cards. Oh, yeah. It's just, just, just feeling about why would it do that? Yeah. Well, it's not for you. It's mm-hmm. anything for you, Brian. Yeah. You know, it's just about, it, you know, I mean, I, it's it, it indifferent. Yeah. It's just, it's just like the Google Ads. It doesn't care. No, it's yeah. not. It's, it's caring is not on the. It's not built into the functionality. Yeah. Nothing there. Yeah. And it's just so having that experience mm-hmm. of oh, I see with my with processes that show up in my life like oh, this is for suffering. Mm-hmm. They're suffering. And I can say oh, because of this and I'm on this and I'm authentic that and this you know get really suffering a lot over my supposed authenticity or not knowing myself the way. A person who's practicing this around time should have by now. Great, that's great. And so if I gain a little bit, the target moves. Yeah. I, I stay the same as yeah. I'm like, okay, I see that. I see it, I see it again. Uh-huh. But the suffering's not, it's not personal. Yeah. Oh, that is, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is, there's, there's so much in that. That image of the, of the tentacles, you know, on the, I, I don't know if this is where you're, how you're saying it, but like on the other side of that puzzle piece, that all these tentacles down into the whole vibrancy of life, it's just sucking up, just keeping it intact. And then it, to the degree that it can make it personal, make you, uh, us believe it's personal, it gets to suck our energy. Right, I'll work life. to hold the puzzle pieces in place for it. Yes. To make it eat, and it gives me yeah. just enough coming through the top. Yeah. To make it feel like I'm, I'm You're still really doing something. And then it can miss the target. So that then, well, okay, now i got to get rid of this level of authenticity because I now have been practicing this long, so I really should be. And, it, right. and all the while, we're just getting played. Right. Right. Yeah, because right. it because it never was anything personal. Right. And just like those Google yeah. ads, it was, never was about you. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I, I also have the experience of the deliciousness of creative endeavor. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that it feels similar to some of the things, like intellectually, it looks a little bit like being lost in conversation. So conditioning can come in and take that away as something that should be doing or you're not doing right, you should be doing it now. That's all I schedule. I do all these things. And just what I've noticed is that if I schedule in time to be creative, there's a process there also taking me away. Mm-hmm. So I may as well show up every single time that process wants to take me away and say, here, like that sort of this run, I'm just, I'm saying that to reassure myself that it's not taking anything away from me. Again, it's not giving. It's not giving me creative time. Oh, here you're on a cushion. Now let's think about this dog training thing you've been working on. <laughs> oh, great, great. So now the person's like, oh, that looks good. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, so let me see if I'm with you. So the the. The, the kind of the creative time, there is that, and what's happening is that ego, it, it's kind of suggesting, it sounds like, that it's giving you this time, and that what it's, what's really happening is it's pulling you into the conversation with it under the auspices that it's giving you something that you really love, that, that you enjoy. Yeah. 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 But it's not the source of that, any more than, you know, you no. know it doesn't care it's about not. you. Because if I make time, if I make a commitment, okay, we'll come back to this later, and at 1.30, I'll, I'll come look at it. What I'm going to get to do with then is condition pulling me away. The yeah. same process with different content, pull, instead of pulling me away from the wall. my breath, yeah. the wall, uh-huh. eyes open, and, you know, jaw relax, and all, all you know, the posture, uh-huh. it'll be pulling me away from this other thing that yeah. life has available for me. Yeah. And so... It's a process and content thing, super, yeah. 
Yes, exactly. So seeing that that process will never lead to what it promises. It will never lead to what the heart wants. Right, right. And it won't even lead to the content that it's saying it will promise either. No, no, that's, that's the thing with the temples. It's a lie. Yeah. It's, it's all a lie. It may have truth in it. Yeah, I did click on PVC pipe connection things. Like, <laughs> I bought something, so I don't need it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You wouldn't be showing me these ads now, because we know I have already. Yeah. Exactly. It's so perfect, actually. Yeah. So perfect. It is. It is so. It, that is such a perfect uh, analogy, because ego it never can initiate anything. It only is in reaction to life. Yeah. And so there you are, sitting there in full presence, and then in, in, in not even say inauthenticity, and then as authenticity, and it comes in and starts a conversation about how authentic, you know, what is authenticity or how authentic you are or whatever. Right. And so it, it just kind of globs on to something that it, it has nothing to do with it as a way to get your attention, to keep itself being fed and intact and maintained. Yeah. yeah. And to see that on a process level, it's just, it's just everything. Yeah, it's uh, it's not always easy, but it's like as soon as I see it, poof, mm-hmm. it's gone for how long it takes it to just scurry around the back yeah. and, okay, yeah. and, 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 and toll up the next day. And it's not about me. Yeah. It's not what it's going to do for me. That's really the comforting thing. It's almost exactly the same thing as like the sharing. There's no... We're all in this together. Yeah. Like, it's not out to get me. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just doing it. It's just what it does. That's so. Yeah. It's so reassuring, isn't it? So liberating. Yeah. Like, oh, I didn't do this. I didn't do anything to get this. Yeah. I just was born, so I got it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's so not personal. You didn't do anything. It's just the way it works. And we get to see that process of how it works. We don't have to be um, fooled by it anymore. We will, but but, but that's what we're practicing not being. Because you can never unsee what you've seen. Well, and have mercy. How long did I practice looking to it for advice? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Long time. You know, maybe it'll take a little while to practice recognizing, oh, that's what that's about. That's the beginning of this run. Yeah, Hang in there. exactly. Yeah. Hang in there. And we're all in this together. Right. Yeah. Clearly. Uh-huh. Clearly. Yeah. Yeah. We have about one minute. Yeah, it's okay. I, I just wanted to say that I'm super happy to be here. Uh-huh. And uh, <laughs> I don't have much to share because uh, I just arrived and everything was so, so interesting that uh, I want to sorry that you know, because I'm also rich and beautiful. I just find it so funny that I was given ice cream for breakfast throughout my childhood. <laughs> 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 I really have to, to say something in favor of it because <laughs> <laughs> I always love mornings, you know. <laughs> Parenting strategy. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't explain to me years later why they did because I, I hated waking up. I was always late, and my dad had to take me to school. Uh-huh. And so they decided, okay, let's start giving her ice cream. <laughs> and from the moment on, I just jumped out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> 
to the human being the same way ice cream for breakfast is for a child. Yeah, but I also think that, wow, how can I be the last, so lucky to have that, you yeah. know? Yeah, and it just kind of goes back to what Jen was saying about just receiving it. That's the best way to say thank you for being so lucky mm-hmm. and so, yeah. so worthy and, and, and so welcome and taken care of. Yeah. Oh, that's fine. Thank you very much. Thank you. Oh, 